0: Hello, everybody. Today's episode of the podcast is with Dan Hagerty. Dan is a radio presenter and has a show on RT2FM and 2XM called The Alternative. Dan plays a wide range of music and he's always supporting Irish artists, which is always a good thing. We had a really nice conversation. Dan's musical knowledge is very vast, he knows tons of bands. Along with talking about music, we took a nice detour into talking about Bret Hart and MMA. Thank you so much to Dan for his time. I always love talking. To people who are so passionate about music like Dan, if anyone wants to check out Dan's show, it's the alternative. It's on 2FM. Check it out, people. Cheers. So, how are you, Dan?
1: I am. Um, I'm good. I'm good. I can't really complain. I mean, I complain. Com- complain about a few things, if you like. But <laughs> I'm guessing you don't want me to. Hey,
0: complain as much as you want, man. I don't mind. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So. How did you actually get into like radio? Did you play in bands, or did you just start off with wanting to be in radio, or was it just by osmosis you got into it?
1: No, I I never played in a band, but I did. I was told once I was born to be a bass player. I'm not quite sure. Right. I'm not quite sure how to take that. I do love the bass, but no, no, I never played in the band. I just, I just, um, I just always loved music mm. um, from, from being a kid. And then, then I discovered radio in my, my teens, uh, specifically Dave Fanning and someone, and John Peel went whenever I could manage to tune mm-hmm. in on my very old radio. I'm still not quite sure how I managed it. I have I a f- f- feeling I might've heard his show via uh, a pirate radio that rebroadcasted or something like that. Right. But anyway, so I listened to those and, and and others, and I just got really kind of into it. But my idea initially was I wanted to be one of the people in the background because I I would have never had the confidence to kind of like talk in front of people or have people listening to what I was saying. You know, it would have that that idea would have terrified me. So. But actually, as I, I went on, I kind of just went, well, "Well, why don't I? Why don't I at least I get, give it a go?" Mm. So, I ended up getting into a course in what was Dunleary College of Art and Design, a radio course, and I kind of had, had a go at it. And uh, I, was, I was a terrible presenter; it really was, It was awful at the start. But uh, as with anything, you just um, you just persevere, and, and and just after a while, you get decent yeah. at it and um and then it kind of all just kind of worked worked its way out from that but i think like any of these things it's perseverance and um if you have a real passion for something that kind of helps mm. too doesn't mm.
0: it would you say you're kind of shy or in and because uh, i i find i'm a bit of a shy person and doing kind of podcasts is good it kind of brings you out of your not shyness but y- y- you get more kind of conditioned to talking to people in a in a good way,
1: if that makes any sense. <laughs> I think everyone has shyness in them in some sort of a way. Yeah. It's uh, some people are very visibly shy when you first meet them, and uh, others are just, you know, others are just kind of quiet in general. But I mean, yeah, I I, I would be I would be kind of shy enough. Um, I mean, if you think about it, like radio, traditional radio anyway, is someone sitting in a room talking, no kind of cameras around. I know it's kind of changed now. But uh, that's kind of like, I, I remember thinking kind of, oh, this is, this is made for me. No one can <laughs> see me, they can hear me, but I can kind of, de- I can deal with that now, yeah. but uh, this this is just made for me. Like, this is, this is perfect. So yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm shy and I'm, I can be socially awkward, but you know, we, we all can to a certain extent. I think if you're honest with yourself, you kind of say, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, there's the odd faux pas that. Flies out of <laughs> yeah. Did you
0: find it odd with the cameras in the studio now? Because uh, there used to be nothing, and you could just kind of probably put your feet up, chill out.
1: <laughs> um. Well, I mean, for 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 quite a long time, there was there was the the webcam. All oh, right, and, right. Uh, that was just that was just a, <laughs> a stationary camera in front of you, m- not too dissimilar to this. I and mean, invariably if not a whole lot is happening during your show let's say you don't have a whole stream of guests coming in there aren't any visual accompaniments or stuff like that it's just literally looking at you scratching your nose and kind of occasionally looking over to see oh how much time is left in that track yeah. So <laughs> so it's kind of kind of i was kind of used to that um a little bit and um then um but no, it it doesn't bother me too much. I don't have the cameras on all that often for that reason. Okay. <laughs> because generally it, it's 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 me sometimes as guests, but generally there's not really a whole lot going on. And it's kind of like uh, if you don't have a whole lot going on, why why have your cameras yeah, on? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like uh, a bit voyeuristic, isn't it? So just dude watching you sitting down <laughs> playing music. <laughs>
1: i don't know i don't know what it is but i just don't <laughs> have long that much.
0: yeah what, what kind of music did you listen to growing up
1: i i would have listened to the usual kind of pop stuff that was kind of in, in on daytime radio on 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 tv that i would have heard on, on top of the pops that i would have watched um and then when i hit my early teens my sister is a, a few years older than me would have been really into music still is actually and I would have heard all this strange music through the wall from, from her room gone what's that yeah just that's terrible And then I listened a bit more gone oh actually no, that's pretty good and then around that time I would have discovered dave fanning and and things like that, and then it, it was the start of m t v maybe not the start maybe not the start of m t v but it was m t v was on i don't think we had that for very long i probably probably bothered all my friends that live nearby to to um call around and watch it so um yeah, that that was the kind of that's how the whole world of the music as I would know it and love it now kind of entered my 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 little world at the yeah. time.
0: Do you, do you listen to music in a different way because you're presenting music? If you know what I mean, you're showing it to people. Do you listen in a different way than you would have, as opposed to just enjoying it? Music.
1: Well, I still enjoy it, but now I kind of now now and a lot of um, people that work in in any sort of media that schedules things and i know that sounds very regimented but you know i i by by definition i do because i open with a certain track i might close an hour with a certain track and there's sometimes i'm listening to things and went do you know that would sound really well after that Soulwax wax remix of fontaine's dc a hero's death I'll, I'll make a note yeah. of that now <laughs> you know, but there is a bit of that but sometimes i would just say no I'm just going to sit down and I'm not going to listen to this for any other purpose than this is just for, for me to enjoy. And a lot of the time you might be making your dinner, you might be making your lunch. I don't know what, and that, that's the time that I find that that's really good to do that, that you just, you're listening for no other reason than just absolutely getting a little bit lost in it. And I know we're entering real anarch territory <laughs> and all that, but so, be, that's it. It, so be it. I
0: think though people can, can relate to that when someone's being genuine and they're putting out what they want to do. I think people kind of, they relate to it more and they, they're invested in it and they, they know that that's the music you like. So I think that that's a good thing. And I think it it draws people towards your show.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what would draw people towards my show. I, I kind of, when I think about it, you know, when people get in touch, I can kind of figure out if they're by the reference points of roughly what, what age they are roughly, you can be wrong sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't think about it a huge amount about why someone might listen to, to my show in particular. I think people who just like music, if they're listening to podcasts, if they're listening to, to, you know, Spotify D's or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, they're just listening because they 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 like music and sometimes i guess people with radio they listen to to um to kind of keep them company because there's a human voice there that you don't necessarily get on on other formats mm, mm. so what well, you, you you do but you know
0: yeah how, how do you think spotify's changed the music business for the better for the good or worse i think it's both probably
1: it, it, it probably is uh i mean it's made music much more uh readily available mm. to people which is which has got to be a good thing i know there's a there's a big debate about oh how much they pay and stuff like that and and things like that but i think i'm will always try and look on the positive <clears throat> side of things wh- where i can and the positives i look for 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 any sort of streaming services they're sometimes introducing music to to people that wouldn't have come across it ordinarily and you know ordinarily this person might go and see them they might go and uh, buy a t-shirt they might go and buy a a vinyl uh, or, or, or whatever from this band so you know the the positive side of my mind would say you know it, it, it you've gotta look on that side mm. of things, you know. You you can go down and go down lots of other debates about stuff like that. But let's let's keep positive yeah, for now. Yeah, I I find so many
0: much music through Spotify. The only, the only problem I find is that um sometimes if if you've too much choice, it's actually a bad thing. You know, you go on Netflix. Well I know I do <laughs> when I go on Netflix and I there's like so much stuff to watch and I scroll down, I end up watching nothing. Sometimes I find when you just too much, our brains can't kind of comprehend that. When I was a kid, you know, I'd I'd have one album. I could afford one album. So we'd listen to that album to death and you kind of get more immersed in it that way than opposed to having everything you ever
1: wanted at your fingertips. Yeah, there is a bit of that. I mean, I do think that um, that, uh, you know, years ago, like you, like what you said there, I did listen to things a lot more. I mean, mm-hmm. I, the albums I loved, I really knew I could tell you their their track listing backwards. Where now, you know, there's 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 albums, EPs, and and stuff like that 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 I love. Um, But I wouldn't necessarily know the track listing. I certainly wouldn't remember the track listing if you said, "Okay, what's track number seven on you know Kitchen Sink by Nadine Shah, which is a brilliant album, by the way." I'd be there going, "I'm not sure, actually." but I do think as well with, with, with the way life has gone and the way life has changed over the, the last number of decades, that even big songs are, are popular for a shorter period of time because people move on much, much quicker. And mm-hmm. that's not necessarily just confined to music. That's confined to just nearly everything in life, if, if you look at it that way.
0: It's kind of gone back to like the 50s in a lot of ways. You know, they're just those singles and it was a single driven market as opposed to when the 60s and Beatles and and Dylan and all them started bringing out albums. That's when the album kind of came into more its its
1: own. Yeah, I guess so. And I never really thought of it that way. But I mean, my thing is, um, and I've said this for years uh, I'm not kind of like, I wouldn't dismiss any artist just because they haven't released an album. I, I, I'm not a dinosaur that says, so so oh, I... if you haven't released an album, you're, you're not a proper artist, or you haven't even re- released three, or you're not a proper artist. Um, I just kind of like the, the, the fact, that if I like an artist, it's great to be able to listen to as much of their stuff uh, as, uh, as you can. And I mean, an album is what, like 11, 12 songs, so great. But if they haven't and they've released, a, uh, you know, 10, 10 just standalone singles, so be it. That's great, too.
0: Yeah. And it's 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 great even in like the audio world, because, you know, years ago, you had to go into a studio and it cost a lot of money to record. Now you can make things in your bedroom on good equipment. If you know what you're doing as well, it's yeah. just it's quite amazing. If you have a fancy studio
1: like yours in the background, it's not, it's <laughs> hey, not a bother, you know. <laughs> it's
0: only fancy since about a week ago. I painted it and everything and put up the all my things. So it's it's getting there. It's getting there. Well, it
1: looks really... If you, I'd say you have a couch over there with a no, table. No, I
0: don't. I don't. It's, <laughs> I have a bass amp and a, it, it looks better. here. I've made it look better. I've made it look better. <laughs> it looks
1: fantastic, really. Congratulations. Oh, thank
0: you, man. Thank you. It took me a while. I was... Doing the old painting, painting it grey and all that stuff.
1: Is that a a cat mask you have up there in the background? No,
0: it's a a cat pillow.
1: A cat pillow? Yeah, man. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's quite cool. I I kind of thought it looked a bit freaky and, yeah. (laughs) A bit weird. I've never come across
1: a cat pillow before, but there you
0: go. No, i I seen it in uh, that... uh, what do you call him? Mr. Price. I was like, oh man, I got to get that stuff. I like all those kind of little shitty things that you don't need, but you do need, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah, that that's um, that's a human, uh, is it a, <laughs> I don't know, it's a human condition, a human failing, but it's human. You know. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's everything, isn't it? What um, what uh, record when you were younger, because I, I know I have records that kind of just, that stood out to you and just kind of, you had that kind of, oh my God moment.
1: Ah, oh, there's loads. Um, I mean, I suppose one of the ones that really, really stood out to me, I remember being in school and um, the day Acton Baby by U2 was released. And one of the guys, we we weren't allowed down to the, uh, we, we had to stay in the school grounds, essentially, mm-hmm. as far as I remember we had to. I think that's, yeah, I think that, that's the case. I, I can't remember now. But anyway, one of the guys had crept out and gone to a record shop somewhere nearby. And um, he brought it back, uh, a tape of of Action or maybe it was a CD, I can't remember. But we listened to it. uh, And I remember going, my God. And then literally saving up and getting a copy of it myself and just listening to it. I I mean, I had obviously known who you two were, but Mm -hmm. this was completely different. This is kind of like they'd done a a David Bowie and they'd been one thing. And then they'd not dismiss that, but they just moved on and 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 changed into something really different and something that's interesting in a completely different way. And that really, really blew my mind. And the whole Zoo TV thing that went with that, I'm never going to see that. That was one of the first gigs I'd ever been to. And that just absolutely, that's one of the reasons why I I wanted to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and that, that, and there's others like Nirvana's "Nevermind" really was was a really really big one as well. So I mean, other things like maybe not albums, but I heard tracks by Public Enemy as a as a, a young teenager, and that was like, oh, wow, who are these yeah. guys? And Nana Cherry, pe- people like that that I just thought were well, these guys are amazing.
0: Yeah. What what was it like when Nirvana came out? Because I was still like. A kid, it was, it was too, I was I was too was I wasn't old enough to kind of remember Nirvana. You know, I, I knew after the fact I was like, Oh my god, he's dead, you know, as I got
1: older. So it was yeah. just it's so exciting, it was kinda of like Beatles almost kind of vibe. Well, I don't know. I suppose I was perfect age, I was in my teens. Um that I don't remember like a lot of people saying, Oh, yeah, I remember Bleach, the first album. I, 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 <laughs> went, to <laughs> see, I went to see them with, with Sonic Youth. And lots of people did go and see them at Sonic Youth when they when they came to Ireland. I didn't. I discovered Nirvana when they released Smells Like Teen Spirit So there right. you go. There, there's honesty for you. I'm not gonna say I knew who they were beforehand. I didn't. But I do remember hearing that song. I do remember buying Nevermind, and I remember being absolutely blown away by it because it's just—it was just something different. I think a lot of the stuff that I'd heard before that rock stuff was um, certainly from the big bands. Were kind of was more kind of um, commercial sounding. Um, I mean and this was just something that was a bit grittier and a little bit more real that that I felt related to me, or maybe it didn't relate to me, but in my young mind at the time I felt it did. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, but you, I think when you're, you're, you're there at the time, you don't necessarily think this is something really iconic that we'll talk about in years to yeah. come. You don't think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, so I certainly wasn't thinking, I was just thinking, this is really good. Um, and then, you know, you discover all those other bands that, that came along with them, all of which were different, like Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mudhoney, L7. They're all very, very, very different bands, but they all tend to get, you know, categorized in, in, in the one thing. Um, but that, that was brilliant. And I, I, I'd still listen to some of them. Not, not Not all the time, but it's, you know, I always say to kind of people, you know, it's great to be always looking for, for new new music, new music. But there is this wonderful thing called the past where lots <laughs> of interesting things happen. So don't yeah. disregard it.
0: No, no, no. I always loved uh, the Jesus Lizard. I didn't think they got a, enough due. but they were yeah. a badass band. Really yeah, like I, visceral, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they have a great song called uh, trephonation which oh, yeah. is... Uh, it's just got a yeah. outrageously catchy bass I Must yeah. It yeah it's okay. Thanks for putting that <laughs> in my head. Hey,
0: good stuff. Actually, in neutral, I love that. I like that more than never mind because that just had this kind of ugliness to it that I thought was just amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, I think around that time, I'd, I'd, I'd probably. Just got too much of Nirvana for a little bit. So yeah, I did I I remember listening to the album, loving it, but I think it was just like, okay, they're everywhere. I've just, even though I love what they do, I think I just need to take a step back from this and listen to something else. And I mean, around that time, I would have, uh, I would have like through some of my friends would got really into kind of electronic music and hip hop, and I would have started listening to that a little bit too. So although I listened to that, that album a lot and I, I love it, I think I do remember being around the time going, okay, I just, this is just too much for a little bit for me. It's like yeah. kind of Oasis a few years later, br- great bands, br- brilliant albums, you know, some of them I absolutely love, but it did get to a point where I going, okay, I just, this is saturation point for me. I'm just going to, I'm going to just go and have a listen to something else and, um, uh I, I suppose again around in utero i would have i would have discovered um loveless by my bloody valentine just about to say um, that <laughs> and again i was a few years late on that one but it was um it's still it's still an album that I, it, it kind of blows my mind uh, when i listen to it what the enormity and the, the brilliance of it
0: yeah me too it's like uh it sounds like strawberries. I know that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it's also swirly and colourful. And you just get, you get a lot. It's like, for me, it's like a hypnotic kind of uh,
1: painting, if you know what I mean. Um, Yeah, maybe less than it. Next time, I'm going to think of strawberries next time I listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. Oh, he's
0: right. He's right. I've synesthesia, <clears throat> so I always, uh, things are, I always, Talk about music with colors, which is a bit weird, but it is no, what it is. No, it's
1: not at all. Not at all. It's it's whatever you want. You know, it's you know. I I I'm I'm, an, I'm a complete anorak when it comes to music. You know. Yeah. Are guilty. you big? Are you a big vinyl collector? You still no, buy... no. No. I mean, I I I just like listening to music, whatever way way I can. I do. I do have vinyl. I don't have a massive collection of it. I really, really, really don't. Uh, not compared to some people. Uh, but uh, no, I, st- I still have have CDs. Like, I mean, as long as I can listen to it, it doesn't really matter. I did bring some down here with me because invariably... Brilliant. When, you, uh, when somebody asks you about albums, I, f- I sometimes blank on what you love. So <laughs> hang on. Um, here's, here's Nadine Shah from last year, Kitchen Sink. That's 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 a brilliant album. Um, Check that out. What's this? From 20, 2019, When I Wake Up, Maverick Sabre. Great uh... album too. The hugely overlooked 1998 album from ash which is a brilliant brilliant album uh i i I love that i love the sound of it from what year was this Santi gold the second album this was 2012 it's a great great album as well this is a bit of a shine in it but it is a shine and just from from a couple of weeks ago just one of the best things i've heard in a long time the new bicep album oh wow that's a cool cover um, Isles, yeah, it's just a absolutely stunning piece of work. Um, brilliant band that released one album and uh, then then broke up. Queen Z, uh, this came out when was this? Twenty nineteen as well. What's
0: that? What's that? What's that like? What kind of music is Queen
1: Z? Um, uh, kind of wonderful big guitar uh, noises. There's a great. If you want to have a listen, check out Boy first. That's one of the okay. tracks on it, and um, then. Uh, work your way from there. What? Um, let's see. What year was this? It was 2019. Yeah, 2019. And then this one. Yeah, you got to come back to this one from M.I.A. Which oh, is savage a, record! Just an absolute work of brilliance. But anyway, that's enough of my 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 gushing. Can, <laughs> there's, there's lots of other ones too. So <laughs> yeah, I'm still I'm still a CD man. I still I've loads of vinyl, but I
0: still love CDs. I think CDs get a get a hard knock.
1: Yeah, I mean, as I said, look, does it really matter as long as you can listen to what you really want to listen to? Exactly. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I'm not too mad on cassettes anymore. I had so No. I I you know, I find them fiddly and a bit and you know, they're nice and all that, but I just don't find them as as handy as listening to 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 other things.
0: Yeah drove me daft when I was a kid forwarding songs and stuff like that but you kind of I used to get so lazy to forward the songs because my batteries would go in me oh, Walkman I'd just be <laughs> like that was such a burn when your are and you're like no man no
1: <laughs> I I always I never learned the lesson I'd always buy cheap batteries that wouldn't last very long and then it was like you'd be on the bus going somewhere and you'd get halfway through side B and it's like yep. and you go oh, no i know there's no the pain of that i
0: i actually loved mini discs i had a mini disc player i thought they were fantastic i think
1: i still have a mini disc player somewhere i only ever had one mini disc album though um, right so uh, uh yeah i don't yeah i don't know why they didn't kind of take off a little bit more than they did yeah um, they yeah. were kind of handy in their own way i record i got the
0: recordable ones, so
1: you could record off see off
0: the radio I shouldn't say that but you could record off the radio and record off like anything you can plug it into the back of your TV and record off MTV2 and stuff like that I thought they were really handy I Probably in hindsight they probably sounded terrible recording off that but you know when you're a kid you kind of don't care you're just immersed sound quality doesn't really come into your brain when you're a kid
1: Look, I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's just a case of again. I don't want to keep repeating myself, but as long as you can listen to something that you really want to listen to, mm. and it makes you makes you feel good, or whatever way you want it to make you feel, there yeah. you go. Are you are you listening
0: to more music or less music during the lockdown, or has it changed the
1: way you've listened to music? Um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm always listening to music. Um, I suppose I, I listen quite a lot, anyway. Um, mm. so am I listening to more? I probably listen to around the same amount. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's changed how, how I listen. Um, maybe it's uh, maybe it's made me kind of kind of listen to a few things that I haven't listened to in, in quite some time. And I'm not necessarily talking about like things from from 15 years ago. I, I, I'm talking about stuff from maybe a couple of years ago that I listened to a lot. And um, I, I'm kind of going back to like like Maverick Saber actually. Uh, that's that's an album I listened to quite a bit over the last couple of weeks. Um, but I suppose it's just being around the house a little bit more. You you um, you're not out, you do have more time to do. It. As as everyone knows, when you're home, you'll always find something to do to distract yourself, or or that you should be doing that you've been putting off for the last three years. So, yeah.
0: We we are never tempted to pick up an instrument and go. Ah, I'll give this an old bash. No,
1: no. Really? I don't understand how music is made. <laughs> I don't. I. I no. No. And I, really. I, and, I, and I don't. Uh, I don't understand how it's made. It's. It's all. And I've said this loads of times. The idea that someone can have an, uh, have a, a just a kind of an, an idea in their head mm. of a tune or a lyric or whatever it is. And then it can can somehow transform into something that you could have a room full of people, an arena full of people gone absolutely apeshit to it mm. is magic to me. And don't ever tell me how that happens. I'm sure this I'm sure it's individual and all that, and it's yeah. very different, but I never want to know because it is just magic. <laughs> and for after years of being into music, still having not understanding that and because it's all a big kind of magic thing Mm. uh, i don't i don't want that to change that's that's fantastic that's part of the mystique of it and the mystique of things is really is really important because if you understand things too much you'll scrutinize everything so me not knowing is great i think it's it's it can be as much as you know let's say someone who's a musician that can know. Oh, I know how they did that and did that and did that. And that's great. That might work for them. Mm-hmm. But for me, not knowing and at all being a big kind of mystery is, is is perfect.
0: Yeah, I get. And that's kind of a thing that I find. I mean, social media is good for, for musicians, but it has taken a lot of mystique away from artists. Like I remember years ago, I wouldn't know a lot about loads of stuff. I'd have to buy a magazine or something. And now I know who they're dating where they're going, you know, like that. I think it's taken away, like Bowie, for example, that dude was still mysterious until he died. But mm. now I wonder if Bowie was around, would we know everything we could about them? And I kind of don't really want to know everything I can about people now. I'm like, no, oh, I just kind of want
1: to know what their music, if you know what I mean. Well, you can still, you can still, uh, like, I mean, I don't know who anyone's dating, to be honest. <laughs> I'm obviously, I'm obviously looking at the wrong posts. You know. <laughs> I don't know what feeds I'm getting. <laughs> but, but, but I, uh, um, I kind of pick and choose what what I read. If there's you know certain things, I kind of look at. Oh, okay, all right. I did wouldn't ordinarily read that, but but I started, so I'll finish, or maybe I won't. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, you can you can switch off from that if you want. I think it just takes a bit of a bit of discipline. Um, sometimes you just have to go. If it's your phone, oh, put, just put it away for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I I wouldn't be brilliant at that, but I have to say to myself, just put it down. You don't need to. You don't need to be doing that now. Yeah. But I still don't just like acts that I would like Queen Z, for for example. Mm-hmm. I would just showed you that. I have no idea what they look like. That's cool. Um, I'm sure I've seen pictures of them, but I can't think of what they look like. And there's lots of acts that that I don't know um, what they look like either. Yeah. Um, if I if I thought about it, I'd go like um, like Working Men's Club, brilliant album last year. I don't think I know what they look like. I played them <laughs> quite a bit. Um, yeah, I can't can't picture them. So you but know, that it, cool. it changes things as much as uh, maybe not as much as we all think. Uh, I'm reading a really good book at the moment about Warner Brothers, about the the
0: whole start of Warner Brothers. It's an amazing book, just how how it started. Um, you probably find it interesting actually. It's just the way these the labels you know Warner owned uh bought well, reprise from sinatra and then reprise became reprise was this uh, i won't go into it anyways i'll probably bored the shit out no
1: i but- mean i i used to know which which label was the subsidiary of what and this and that and this now i i well i suppose in some ways it could be easier now but i don't i i just i guess i would more time to think about things like that like in certainly in my my very early 20s i would have looked at what, what record companies are and what i think that that might have gone too far down the anarchy route but yeah books are great because i mean music books are well books in general are fantastic um, but music books are, are fantastic i'm I'm reading this by uh by mark Lanigan at the moment which oh is wow he's actually he's a fascinating man and a brilliant um screaming uh, trees oh. screaming trees queens of the stone age he collaborated with soul savers isabel campbell some amazing solo stuff some the mark Lanigan band are are outstanding i uh, one of my favorite 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 memories from uh festivals was mark Lanigan band playing i think it was 2011 he was touring the the outstanding blues funeral album which is oh yeah um but it was um his he is amazing and his band or just the fantastic musicians Mm. but it was just one of those i was standing there going please don't let this pass really quickly because i'm just so engrossed and blown away by this i just wanted to not end in like that you know i i just love this yeah um and he's just a fascinating guy i interviewed him once and it lasted around five minutes and Mm. you know you could say oh was he you know was he was he short was his answer he, he, some some he was but it was one of the, my, my favorite interviews i've ever done just a, a fascinating outrageously talented man and even after all the years that he's been in music i don't think he knows how talented he is which is lovely mm-hmm. have you ever interviewed brian wilson because he's a mono mono answer no i did see him i did see him get get out of his car at an electric picnic and um, going up on stage, uh, which I thought, wow, that's Brian Wilson. I
0: know, wow. man. I could have met him, and I was just like, nah, man. I don't want to meet Brian Wilson. I will leave that poor guy alone. He doesn't want to be meeting, you know, because he meets so many people, and uh, you know, that kind of way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I suppose when you're that famous, I, I, you know, I, I couldn't. I, I don't know what it would be like. Mm. I, I, I'd imagine it would be amazing in some ways, and and terribly mundane and frustrating in, in others that you yeah. couldn't just walk, walk down the street and be left alone oh. and i think um i think there's something there's something to be said for anonymity you know it's, um,
0: yeah you know. I, I, it's one thing that kind of annoys me i always think where brian would have went i'm a huge beach boys fan so for me i kind of read everything about the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson. So I was kind of like, man, where would he have went after Smiling? All that kind of stuff. I I know it's always wondering, but I always find those kind of things fascinating to me. You're kind of like, would he have done like a heavy record or would he have gone? You know, I just find that kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I I don't know a huge amount about the Beach Boys. I know the really obvious stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I know enough when they come up in conversation to be quiet and listen. Yeah, Have you heard, (laughs) have you listened to Smile? not recently but i will after this
0: it's it's a it's uh, i uh, when i first got into the beach boys i kind of got into pet sounds so then i retroactively went back to all their surf stuff and i was like what the fuck you know i like it but it was like it was so left field of what they were doing that was uh, my first experience of listening to pet sounds was because of dave fanning he had that show on rt and them on sunday what was that show called Um, 2TV 2TV that's the one and he was saying Brian Wilson's Mm. a producer and they go on the road and play and then he played I Just Wasn't Made for These Times and I was like whoa what the hell was that man I was like that totally blew my mind and then I found out about all the mythology and when you're younger you know you get into things so much that it kind of it opens up the music in more of a expansive way and for me I'm kind of like that anyways if I if I get into something I kind of trip on it a bit if you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah i mean there's i suppose there's so many like you could kind of throw out loads of different music you know they kind of really hit you on a kind of profound level like i mean i go i suppose 20 is it 20 years ago it is 20 years ago that stories from the city stories from the sea pj harvey came out what that yeah i i still actually just stop what i'm doing when i hear stuff from that yeah it's just a work of absolute brilliance. Yeah. Um and that this it's great when you come across something like those albums that are so good, like those songs, like those, those pieces of music that are so good that just make you kind of go, wow, oh, oh, this is just incredible. Like Blood Flow from um Grand Brothers, there's an amazing piece of music. I don't even call it a song. It's just a piece of music. <laughs> it's just, it's just a sweeping beautiful outrageously good piece of music mm. Mm. Do, do you like prefab sprout and stuff like that um i don't know huge amounts about mm. them um but um, i know i know some songs do I, I probably i probably would if i listened to them a whole lot more he did a really great record it's like a neoclassical
0: record it's really it's it's really interesting he had kind of he'd hearing problems and Stuff like that. And when he did it, he took all like little snippets from radio shows and put them into like classical music and stuff like that. It's a really like meditative piece of music. It's called I Troll the Megahertz. I think they released it, re released it again about last year uh, under. The prefab sprout, sprout name, but he had put it out under Paddy McAloon. It's it's, oh, really, right. okay. it's really good, no, I, it's really good. I don't know it,
1: I, don't you, know I think
0: you would like it. I think you would like it. It's very, there, it's kind there's kind of there's another one, yeah. <laughs> Smile and that, but it's Steve Reiki, so you know, some parts like that. It's got kind of uh, I just love it. I think it's one of those, you know, those albums that go under the radar, and you're and it's just one of those kind of like a lot of early talk talk. I think they've become. A lot bigger now than they were when I first started listening to Spirit of Eden and stuff like that. Mm. A great band, too. And Laughing Stock came out during the same year
1: as Loveless, I think, 91, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 91. All those years, all those albums are 30 years old. Loveless, Acto Baby, Nevermind, you know, uh, the uh, Teenage Fan Club, which one, which one? It's not Grand Prix, it's the you know, bandwagon esque, Scream all those. Wow. I
0: see. Yeah, I seen that post you put up on um, Instagram. I was like, "Whoa!" I didn't realize there was that many, that many records. It's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, it was just that year, and I mean, you you think about, you know, you think about some of the some of the Irish albums that came that uh, that year. Um Power of Dreams, Immigrants, Immigrants, and Me. Now that was the year before. Actually, that was nineteen ninety, wasn't it? That was a great album. Um, Act of Baby, that I've gone on about already, which is just amazing but yeah loveless is one of those is probably one of the most special from from that yep. time it was just it just changed so much in music and the influence you can still hear it now you can hear it in so many acts yeah um and for for to do that all this time later because the world is such a different place now so C- certainly at the moment it is uh is is really incredible
0: yeah you can even hear it in like the pumpkins they use that kind of the guitar work where it's drone-esque and stuff like that I think Billy Corgan even said that he was inspired by that in some places I was like whoa that's yeah cool. I think
1: I think he is a fan yeah um, I think he
0: is a fan I think everyone's a fan I love that soundtrack they did to well Kevin did to Lost in Translation I thought that was fantastic mm.
1: yeah City Girl was
0: a oh, great great track from that yeah, man fucking amazing amazing do you um, do you listen to a lot of jazz or anything like that or no
1: no no I don't know. I don't know much about jazz at all. man, I'm a jazz head. Um, yeah, I don't. Maybe it's something that, uh, jazz and classical, contemporary stuff like that. I just don't know that much about. Maybe, maybe that's something I, I get really into in, in in time, or or maybe not. Yeah, but I, I just I don't know anything about it.
0: Oh, I did. Um, I did a podcast with a guy who he 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 sells Beatle records. He's a lot of Beatles like rare Beatles records and we were talking about jazz and he said he didn't get into jazz so he said, I'll send you something for Christmas so he sent me a stereo, it's really like rare of Magical Mystery Tour which is probably my favourite Beatles record and I sent him a jazz record and and he's starting to get into jazz now so it's kind of, I think when you get a record, you know, it's it's like anything, you know, you find that one thing that you gel to and you're like, holy shit, it Mm -hmm. opens up like this wormhole Mm -hmm. for you and you just go, music's like that anyways but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, you do. You can just kind of what 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 do they say? You go down a rabbit hole. That's <laughs> it. You I I do that a lot on YouTube. It's like, oh hang on. Oh, oh you know, that oh, I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Or oh I haven't heard that in ages. I haven't seen yeah. that in ages. it's Just like suddenly like two hours later, it's like, whoops. Yeah, YouTube is mad for
0: that, isn't it? You just go on these you're just like, Oh my god, three o'clock in the morning, man, what am I doing? I just look
1: at <laughs> Yeah, there is a bit of that, but that that's that's great though. You just to kind mm. of get lost in something for for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, do you find it's a lot
0: more Irish bands are getting more respect now than than before?
1: Um, well, I guess it, it, in the '90s when I would have started really getting into music in a really big way, uh, there wasn't a huge amount of success. There was the obvious ones like Sinead O'Connor, The Cranberries. Um, you know u2 and there's lots of others like the chieftains and enya and planet and stuff like that who were were doing amazingly well but from from a kind of a an alternative like electronic and rock point of view there wasn't a huge amount of bands really breaking through but now now neither in the last number of years there's been quite a lot Mm. um and um that's great, and I mean it does draw attention to others. Like if one band or one artist starts doing doing well, you you know people that wouldn't ordinarily go looking for for more or to see what else is there, they they do that. So that's obviously a good thing too. Yeah, my
0: friend had a really cool record. Label. Did you ever hear Lazy Bird? It was like an electronic record label. One of my mates, Seamus. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Seamus. Yeah. He he runs that record label. I don't know, I don't think it's still going, but he had some really interesting artist on that level he checkerboard checkerboard yeah, yeah
1: John John Lambert yeah very yeah. talented guy John. yeah very really t- talented guy Um, haven't seen him in years actually right. how he's
0: doing okay hi John <laughs> <laughs> hey John what's up <laughs> yeah It's I, I find it interesting looking back at bands going you know some bands I thought would be big would do bigger would go bigger like uh, I, I know JJ72 were bigger at the time but I thought they were going to get really big and I think
1: that yeah, the second yeah, I mean, album syndrome. Just, there's just uh, well the second album I th- I think brilliant. So oh, it's brilliant. Um, it. I yeah. oh, liked it. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. Yeah. Eye to sky. It's it's great. They they recorded a third they recorded a third album as well, but it never got uh, never got released. But there's other oh. there's other brilliant records like when you think about Irish music, there's like Horse Drawn Wishes, Roller Skate Skinny, which is which is an outstanding album. That's like 25 years old this year. There's like Rosangano family, let the dead bury the dead. For me, that if you were to ask me over the last decade or a little bit more what's my favorite album Irish album it would probably be that one right. it's just a piece of absolute brilliance but in my mind how that didn't go on to become certainly an international success i'm i'm puzzled uh, by, by that but i think you know you know the guys have gone on to do lots of other things and their talent is is you know, you can't help but notice it, you know, Murley and um, God knows working with Denise Chaila. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to see. I, I'd love, I'd love if uh, my name is John, it gets to, to release stuff. I'm sure he will. Cause he's a, you know, the, a band are the sum of their parts and Russ and Ghana, the three elements in that band were just incredible together. I, I mean, I remember seeing them at the Eurosonic festival a number of years ago. <laughs> it was it was crazy. I remember just standing there going, yes, it's happening. <laughs> this, is, this is just great, you know. But yeah. that album is brilliant.
0: Oh, that's cool, man. They won the Choice Prize, didn't they? Yes, yeah, 2016. 2016. Jeez, man, I thought that was only like two years ago. My brain is, it's, uh, time is going too quick.
1: That's... Well, they the, the, they won for Irish Album uh, of the Year, twenty sixteen, but it was March of twenty seventeen. Right, that okay,
0: okay. I'm not, I'm not getting not getting that old. That that's good. What do, what do you what's your passions outside music? Because I know you're so immersed in music, you probably you know.
1: Um. Yeah, I I used to have kind of a lot more, but I mean, life just gets busy. Um. I kind of. I, I kind of like getting getting out and about. Mm. Um, you know, I like. Um, I, used to pl- I used to love playing tennis, but I, me I, I too, man. I haven't pl- I've played in a very long time, um, but I like just getting out. I like kind of you know getting out for a run, a walk, or whatever stuff like that. Um, I used to be a mad wrestling fan when up until around maybe 10 or 15 years ago, I used to be absolutely mad about I'll this. I'll show you yeah. something.
0: I'll show you something I don't know. Can you see up there? Is it war is war? Uh, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: You should, um, you should
0: watch the MMA UFC, man. That's yeah, fantastic. I, 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 I,
1: I don't watch it so much now because I don't have the channel. I don't have the channels anymore, but um, the, the, the channel it's on, um, but I did, I did watch that a lot actually. But uh, I, I started watching. Um, there's a few documentaries. Um, the Vice, on, the Vice ones. On, yeah, they're they're brilliant. Mm. I started watching a few of them, and uh, there's one on uh, Bret Hart. There was one who I I got to interview him around 10, 11 years ago, and he he was fascinating. He was a really interesting guy. Really Book nice is amazing. On it too. His book is amazing. He was on a a kind of essentially a a book tour, and he was in Ireland, and it was it was the it's the only person I've really got starstruck for a minute, and I think he noticed, and he was just really he's really nice about it, and for the first couple of minutes I didn't look him in the eye, and he was he was really nice. He was a really interesting, very smart guy, very bright guy, uh, very knowledgeable about all sorts of things. Because people think about you know, you know, you know, wrestlers. Oh, they're just a big bunch of thicks, you know but not not the case no you know, that's a, that's a stereotype mm-hmm. you know for sure um, uh, uh, so yeah I used to be crazy into that for, for a very long time and uh, just you kind of just things pass you just oh, yeah I don't watch it anymore and I don't think I probably would now so um, no it's not, as, it's not as good as it was the attitude nah, went, man, that
0: was that's the, that's know, the trap you fall I know, into man, it is though that's... it is though <laughs> I remember actually met w- w- about probably 2011, 2010, 2011. Brad Hart came over to Ireland and he was doing, he was kind of doing stuff for another promotion. And they had, a, they had a, a kind of thing in Castle Bar. And my grandmother, We I used to go in to watch wrestling with my grandmother every Friday because she was kind of alone and, you know, I'd, we'd watch the old wrestling. And uh, anyways, we all went up to see this this thing where Bret Hart was. He was just like a special enforcer, you know. And afterwards, my mother went up to them and was like, can we meet Bret Hart? I'm like, ma'am, don't be saying anything. And then, of course, he said, OK. And he came down all the way from his room and he said, I could not meet someone who's an older lady in my fan and took a picture with us. And she was just so delighted. And I accidentally... Yeah. Chopped him on his chest because I said, "Oh, hey, man!" And I hit him on the chest like, "Oh my God!" I just slapped Brett right hard in his fucking chest like, "Oh my God!" And he just looked at me like, "It's cool, man. It's cool. <laughs> just, a uh, no, that, just a lovely I think guy. Just a lovely guy."
1: I think it was that time that that when he was over that I would have interviewed him too. Yeah, just a really, really nice, a really funny kind of just a really sweet guy. Mm, mm. Um, and um, I mean, as a kid, I w- I would have watched him and 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 others, and I would I think that's probably why I was I was a little bit starstruck. I was like. <laughs> I suddenly turned into a ten-year-old, <laughs> like oh.
0: bro. I had the same feeling. It's like that, like oh my god,
1: it's Bret Hart, man. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah. Back in the day, though, it was good, man. I remember like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, The Undertaker, all that vibe, man. That was just that was cool, you know.
1: Yeah, look, I'm sure it's cool. I'm sure it's cool now. Just, I just, I just don't know about it so much. So. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I parried over to kind of UFC well we watched UFC when we were kids but I kind of I think more now that I watch UFC and you know it was
1: yeah yeah I mean I mean it's it, that that was amazing you you kind of have had people like you know Anderson Silva obviously rather rousey and Misha Tate were, were great as well um you just said you know I think when Brock Lesnar went into it as well it was just like wow but <laughs> you know I just uh, I I don't, I don't have the channels anymore so I I don't and I kind of love the new guys and girls in, in it I I don't I don't know them so well yeah. so um you know but I I've I've huge respect to the the amount of work that goes into something like that that the level of concentration the commitment and stuff like that mm. I know people say oh, it's it's very violent and when well, yes, it is by by definition. It, it, it is, um, and you have to be a certain type of person who would have the mental conditioning and certainly physical conditioning to to get into that. Because most of us wouldn't last a split second. I think if one of them looked at me in a strange way, I probably <laughs> I'd probably faint. You, know? so.
0: you want to see though, because you know I I do jujitsu. Well, not now because obviously this, but some guys would come in and they're like huge. And you'll see a smaller guy will who's got high level jujitsu will just take them apart. It is yeah. just you know, when you're that at that high level, somebody rolling with some of those guys, it's it's an art form because yeah, you, know, you're, it is. you
1: know, it's it's a different IQ you're using, you know. I did jujitsu br- very briefly. Yeah, nice. Kept, yeah, very briefly, and I kept injuring myself. It was just re- oh. I never, I never had injuries before. I just kept injuring myself. Really, I, d- I, I, was clearly doing something wrong. The, the The people who were teaching me were fantastic, really, really cool. I loved it, but I was in, I tore a ligament in my foot. I remember I was grappling with somebody, and we heard a really loud pop, and the guy stopped and went, "Oh, was that you?" And I went. I'm not sure, actually. Um, I'm not sure, but let's just keep going. And then it was only when I was driving home, I could feel my foot kind of swelling. I was like, "Going, oh no!" Oh no, man. And uh, I, I, I got into work later on, and I had to phone the doctor and say, "I think I've broken my foot. I can't, I can't walk." <laughs> yeah. So I had to go then. He goes, "No, you've popped your ligament in your foot." It oh. was extremely sore. Uh, so that was me out of action for. I think I was hobbling around for a cup at least a month before I could kind of even do anything other like than hobble on it, so yeah, I've huge respect. i'd love to do more stuff like that, but just uh, as you said at the moment, it's a little bit difficult, yeah,
0: so. yeah, yeah, and it's such a it's such a I it's like you get in the zone when you do it and you, you know you're vibing off people and you're meeting cool people and I think a lot of people don't understand you're not trying to hurt people it's it's mm. you know no. you're not at all
1: none of those guys like hurting people it's just
0: you know it's just a bit of art
1: it it is it in a in a completely different way and I think until you get until you get in there and you you are actually being shown how you do this you can't appreciate the the complexities and how easy these guys and and, and the girls kind of uh, can can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they they can just look as so though they're just slipping that way. But actually, what they're doing, they've done seven steps to get to that position. But they're so smooth in doing it. It's um, I I'm just saying, hang on a second. You've had us practicing this thing. Well, there's eight moves here, but you've just done it in a split second and it looks like one movement but it's not yeah yeah uh, and i just i i remember just going wow yeah <laughs> uh, this and i'm sure i'm sure if you went and did sambo kempo mm-hmm. what, what all uh, any of the others capoeira they all have 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 their own variations of that and it's all it's just when you're good at something, you make it look easy. Yeah. It's, it's like, I mean, I'm sure, like, you look at Rory Gallagher, if you got to see him play back in the day, he makes it look easy. But actually, it's just because he's brilliant. Or, you know, you look at, you know, uh, I don't know, you could you could look at anyone who, like, look at, you know, the Williams sisters, like, look at them playing tennis. They make it look easy because they're so good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think people also with
0: being good at hard work you still have to put in the work you know you're of not you know it's not like you just go up uh, you still have to put in the work so it's it's a discipline thing and it tre- teaches you discipline i think it, those kind of things yeah. teach you discipline it's
1: it's it's you know w- when you get to that level it's natural ability with an awful lot of hard work and concentration and and, and work that goes into mm. it so you know i don't think anything really comes just free to someone I think you have to invest in it yeah whatever it is whatever it is whether it's you've got an amazing business mind or or a sporting mind or or whatever it is artistic mind you have to invest in it and you have to kind of work on it well we
0: will we'll, we'll wrap this this thing up I pro- geez we've gone a bit gone long
1: gone long Sorry no i was just saying thank, No, thanks so much for having me it's been great great oh, chatting man. to you I and, loved uh, it I'm pro- all of your your fancy studio I think you do have a couch and you probably got snacks in the-
0: i have a sink there man look it's a fucking sink <laughs>
1: okay All right. okay.
0: it's not as fancy as the looks trust me <laughs> it's my old bedroom
1: <laughs> look it looks pretty fancy to me but look thanks so much for having me i really appreciate it great to speak to
0: you thank you so much for doing it i really appreciate your time i probably waffled on too much man i could talk for hours so Natural. sorry Natural. sorry about that and
1: like this this two of us in it no need to apologise good man good man we'll- Waffler meets Waffler so
0: we'll have a wrestling podcast <laughs> okay
1: fair enough that'd be cool
0: yeah. hey I'd be down for that if you want for sure <laughs> thank you again Dan. and Dan thanks very much for playing my music like I really appreciate that that's so kind of you man no problem thank you no very problem. much Every time I really really appreciate it and I appreciate your time I know you're a busy man and thank you very much
1: for this thank you Thanks a million. Have a
0: great day. Talk to you soon, Dan. You too. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye.